why are children more vulnerable to chemicals of concern? Let's focus on three takeaways that answer this question. One, children have critical windows of vulnerability. Two, children are exposed to and absorb proportionately larger doses of chemicals of concern than adults. And three, children have unique exposures. The first takeaway is, children have critical windows of vulnerability. Children's bodily systems, more specifically their cardiovascular, digestive, immune, nervous, endocrine, and reproductive systems, are rapidly developing throughout their growth stages, from in utero into adolescence. For example, during the development of the nervous system, billions of cells must form, move to their assigned positions, and establish trillions of precise interconnections. Likewise, during the development of the endocrine and reproductive systems, maternal and fetal hormones send sequences of precisely timed chemical messages. Research demonstrates that the timing of exposure to chemicals of concern influences the incidence and severity of the associated adverse health effects. During the rapid development of children's bodily systems, exposures to even minute doses of chemicals of concern, levels that would likely not harm an adult, can easily disrupt these complex and highly choreographed processes. In other words, exposure to chemicals of concern during critical developmental growth stages, referred to as windows of vulnerability, can permanently and significantly disrupt children's bodily systems. These windows of vulnerability occur throughout embryonic, neonatal, and adolescent developmental growth stages. Disruption of children's developing bodily systems may result in adverse health effects, which are likely caused by mechanisms including interfering with genetic expression, disrupting the endocrine system, altering cell development, and or affecting neuronal migration. Even more concerning, many adverse health effects that appear in adulthood are now understood to evolve through multi-stage, multi-year mechanisms that may have been initiated by exposures to chemicals of concern during in utero or neonatal windows of vulnerability. However, more research on these mechanisms is needed to explain how and when exposure to chemicals of concern can cause adverse health effects in childhood and in adulthood. Clearly, the development of children's bodily systems is complex, making children especially vulnerable to exposures to chemicals of concern. The second takeaway is, children are exposed to and absorb proportionately larger doses of chemicals of concern than adults. This is because of their different developmental physiology, including, for example, their lesser body weight, greater surface area to volume, a higher respiratory rate, increased ingestion, increased absorption, underdeveloped metabolism, altered distribution, and decreased elimination. Let's cover each of these differences. Lesser body weight. Children have greater exposures to chemicals of concern for their body weight than adults. This difference results in children being disproportionately exposed to chemicals of concern compared to adults. In other words, pound for pound, children are exposed to more chemicals of concern than adults for their size. Greater surface area to volume. Young children have greater skin surface area to body volume than adults. This difference in size and proportion means that their dermal exposure to and absorption of chemicals of concern may be greater. More specifically, infants have a surface area to volume ratio three times that of adults. Toddlers have a surface area to volume ratio two times that of adults. This difference in ratio presents the potential for increased dermal exposures and absorption as a proportion of body weight compared to adults. Higher respiratory rate. Infants and young children have a higher rate of oxygen consumption per unit body weight than adults, increasing potential for greater exposure to air pollutants. 
More specifically, the air intake per pound of infants is two times that of adults. Also, children tend to be more physically active than adults, further increasing their respiratory rate. Increased ingestion. Children's needs for energy, water, and oxygen are higher because they go through intense anabolic processes to develop. A six-month-old infant drinks seven times more water per pound of body weight than an adult. Children take in three to four times more calories per pound than adults. As children go through intense anabolic processes to actively build their bodies, they need more calories and more water per unit of body weight than adults. Therefore, chemicals of concern that are present in food are delivered at two to three times higher rates in children than in adults, and chemicals of concern that are present in water are delivered at five to seven times higher rates in children than in adults. Therefore, chemicals of concern, such as pesticides, are likely to be delivered in higher quantities per unit of body weight in children than in adults. Increased absorption. Absorption is also frequently increased in children because they are geared to absorb nutrients very efficiently as they go through intense anabolic processes during development. Children's increased absorption is exemplified most classically by lead. Lead follows calcium, which is essential for skeletal and cellular growth. A toddler will absorb between 40 to 70% of a given ingested dose of lead, whereas a non-pregnant adult will only absorb from 5 to 20%. Underdeveloped metabolism. Children's metabolic pathways are immature, and as a result, a child's ability to metabolize or break down chemicals of concern is less effective than an adult's. Often children are more vulnerable because they lack the enzymes needed to convert chemicals of concern into less toxic substances. Consequently, the immaturity of children's metabolic pathways can significantly increase the amount and duration of an internal dose of a chemical of concern. Altered distribution. Distribution of chemicals of concern within children's bodies is altered compared to adults' bodies. For example, because the blood-brain barrier is not fully developed for the first 36 months of life, substances such as lead readily cross into the central nervous system. Decreased elimination. The ability to eliminate chemicals of concern is commonly decreased during postnatal developmental growth stages. In other words, young children's immature systems are incapable or inefficient at removing chemicals of concern from their bodies. The third takeaway is children have unique exposures due to their size and developmental stage. These unique exposures occur from developing in utero, ingesting mother's milk, putting hands and objects in their mouths breathing while in lower zones, and encountering maternal body burden. Let's cover each of these unique exposures. Developing in utero. Concerns about exposures begin in utero because children can be exposed to chemicals of concern that cross the placenta. More specifically, chemicals of concern, including inhaled air pollutants, can enter the bloodstream of pregnant women and cross the placenta or pass through the umbilical cord to reach the developing fetus. The placenta does not block the passage of many chemicals of concern from the maternal circulation to the fetal circulation. As evidence, more than 200 chemicals of concern have been detected in umbilical cord blood. Ingesting mother's milk. After birth, children can also be exposed to chemicals of concern that pass into their mother's milk. Therefore, mother's milk is another unique source of exposure for newborns and infants. Many chemicals of concern pass into mother's milk, particularly lipophilic chemicals of concern. More specifically, mercury, PCBs, lead, and other persistent organic pollutants are commonly present in mother's milk. Nevertheless, fear of exposures to chemicals of concern should not cause a healthy mother to cease breastfeeding 
breastfeeding is widely considered the healthiest form of feeding infants. Beyond mother's milk, the milk of other mammals, such as cows, which is often used as the basis for infant formula, is also subject to environmental contamination and may actually contain higher levels of some chemicals of concern than mother's milk. Again, mother's milk should still be the food of first choice for any infant of a healthy mother. Putting hands and objects in their mouths. Children's normal exploratory behaviors, such as putting their hands and objects in their mouths, especially while playing on the floor, can dramatically increase ingestion of chemicals of concern at very early ages. As young children between one and three years of age engage in hand-to-mouth and object-to-mouth activity, they commonly ingest significant quantities of contaminated dust, soil, and dirt. More specifically, children eat approximately 50 milligrams of dust every day, the equivalent of a low dose of aspirin, according to the US EPA. Also according to the US EPA, the average child ingests two to eight times as much soil as an adult. Breathing while in lower zones. Children's physical size also causes them to reside in a different breathing zone that is closer to the ground. Greater exposures often occur in lower breathing zones because chemicals of concern are commonly more concentrated in lower breathing zones. As evidence, measurements inside homes following deliberate applications of chemicals of concern, for example pesticides and cleaning solutions, demonstrate that concentrations are always highest closest to the floor where children live. Further, significant residues from the deliberate applications of chemicals of concern can remain on plush, fleecy, and absorbent floorings, fabrics, and furnishings after application and undergo revolatilization and secondary deposition for two or more weeks, leading to children being subsequently exposed in lower breathing zones. Because children breathe more air and the air in lower breathing zones is commonly more contaminated, their exposures to chemicals of concern in indoor air and on indoor surfaces is often greater. Encountering maternal body burden. Maternal body burden is the total amount of chemicals of concern in the mother's body during pregnancy. Chemicals of concern can accumulate in a mother's body, specifically in tissues, fat, and bone, from exposures that occurred throughout her life prior to conception. Chemicals of concern, especially if they are lipophilic, are eliminated very slowly from the body and therefore bioaccumulate in tissues, fat, and bone. In other words, growing fetuses and breastfeeding infants can be exposed to chemicals of concern present in the mother's body as a result of her exposures prior to conception. As evidence, biomonitoring conducted by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, as part of the National Health and Nutritional Examination Survey, or NHANES, demonstrates that most all U.S. pregnant women carry multiple chemicals of concern in their bodies, including chemicals of concern that have been banned for decades. For example, researchers detected certain polychlorinated bisphenols, organochlorine pesticides, perfluorochemicals, phenols, polybrominated diphenyl ethers, phthalates, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, and perchlorate in the bodies of 99 or 100% of the pregnant women biomonitored. Let's recap the three takeaways that answer the question, why are children more vulnerable to chemicals of concern? One, children have critical windows of vulnerability. Two, Children are exposed to and absorb proportionately larger doses of chemicals of concern than adults. And three, children have unique exposures. Now, watch the next tutorial to learn more.